What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right. Thursday night means beer show night right here on 1500 ESPN. You can always find us online on 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One, live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, sir. How you doing, Reavers? I am phenomenal. Good. M- Manny Hill, who has only been sitting over there for the last four hours. How are you, Manny? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Okay, so... I have a confession to make today to, to you Finally. two boys. We knew it was going to come. Well, Manny worked side by side with me for a couple of years, so he knows how stupid I am. So I'm, I'm not oh, that, yes. that that part oh, I'm good. not really worried about. <laughs> Manny you, you, you left the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history at halftime. So <laughs> True. yes, you are very. Man, that hasn't come up to, in to, go, <laughs> to go to a a a HGTV television show set. Basically, well, that was the next day. Okay, whatever. That was the next day. I <laughs> went still to went the there. Uh, Waco, Texas, and the. Uh, Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. so cool. I got Marigold. Like a, I got like a giant R, R- for Reavers. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. That lit up. Yeah. So uh, earlier today, uh, for those that may, might not be familiar, uh, I now do the Garage Logic podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's available at garagelogic.com. And oddly enough, we do it, still do it right here in these studios. And we did our first kind of like pre-recorded interview we had the great author john sanford yes in studio who is a phenomenal writer ask you questions about that too well go ahead but let me get okay, my yep. let me get my thought out of the way first and i probably would never tell him this to his face but joe's one of the smartest guys i've ever worked with I, I i never would tell him, him that or, or let him know that he but knows he, that but joe's a very intelligent guy so i'm over there you're pushing the buttons and listening to these two guys have discussion thinking oh my god i am so stupid Oh, really? Just, yeah, the, just, just the, the general, like, yep, I'm I'm not on their level at yeah, all, or know, ever will be. I know. At they, all. It ever. was, I, I listened to it too. So, <laughs> tell, okay, I've read half of John Sanford's novels. All right. Right? Uh, what is his real name? Because Joe said, well, everybody knows your not, name is John Crum or whatever it John is. Camp. John Camp. So, his real name is John Camp. Mm-hmm. So, his, his writing name is John Sanford. Okay. Yeah. How did I not know that? I don't know. Okay. Well, well so, because John was a columnist here at this at the Pioneer Press for a long time. Well, I, I think I knew ago. that, but I guess I just didn't know that yeah. he was John Camp. So yeah. uh, he has this pseudonym that he uses. Mm-hmm. And now, if I'm right, does he write all of his own books, or does he use a guy like Sushre to write some of his books every now and oh, again? Oh no, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he does all of it. Because you know how like everybody writes someone else. I mean, Sushre has written other people's books, right? Or you know, like now because. Sadly, we lost Vince Flynn. Yeah. Now Kyle Mills. Kyle Mills yep. writing all of his books and, for and him. And his last, his last book, it just came out a couple days ago. I just read it. Yep. It's fantastic. Right? Absolutely fantastic. And Kyle finally has the feel of what Vince had. Sure. And so, which is very cool. It also helps, too, that that, that, that series of books has a massive following. Not, not to rip Kyle Mills in any way, but that also helps. No, but, you know, it's, it's one thing to take uh, one person's vision and say, okay, I'm going to extend this by 10 pages. And it's another thing to extend it by four books, which Kyle seems to have done. So, is John a pretty good guy? Is he a uh, great guy? He's Couldn't like, be nicer. Joe, yeah. Joe on steroids, is that what it is? Or is he, um, I mean, just. You know, deep thinking and and doesn't have a lot of time to kind of. They're just. I think they're they're similar, but they're also really different. Okay. Where I I think to achieve 
a status at that level, you have to be a real big risk taker. Okay. And because to do that, you basically have to give up your career. Sure. You, you know what I mean? You have to, it's a pretty big leap of faith. A lot, oftentimes what we'd see with these guys that are opening up breweries, they're, mm-hmm. they're quitting in some cases, pretty successful jobs to take a shot sure. on themselves. And you know what sucks about writing is you got to write. Yeah. And not just write for like 15 minutes a day. Uh, uh, all like the for time. six hours a day. Yeah. And then someone says to you, well, your new book comes out in three months. And you're like, I didn't finish my last book yet. Right. Right. I haven't thought of a name for it. Right. Yeah. That would be very difficult. It's. I'm glad we do what we do. So uh, I found a story uh, out of Houston, Texas. And uh, that's the site where I left the Super Bowl early. Um, and I wanted <laughs> to run it by you guys because I can't tell if this is genius or if it's a sign of the times that we are just uh, doomed. Okay. okay? When Megan and Steve Long tell friends and customers about their newest venture, Good Boy Dog Beer, more often than not, they're met with the same three questions. Is it really for dogs? Is it alcoholic? And I can't read the last question. The beer doesn't exactly dance on a human palate thanks to a complete lack of sodium, but that has, that was never the intention. The Longs, who own Henderson Heights Bar in the 6th Ward and Reserve 101 downtown, wanted to create a new product that mixed two of their favorite things on the planet, beer and dogs. They're not pretending to be the first people with that idea. There's been a uh, a lot of breweries offering pints for pups for more than a decade now. But they do seem to be the first in Houston, a city that has become increasingly dog-friendly in recent years, thanks to a growing number of patio bars willing to let four-legged friends tag along for Sunday fun day. So here's... Here's my question. Yeah. Because we've all been to the breweries that, yeah. that, that you know, and and I would say the vast majority of them are extremely dog friendly. Because they can't have food so they can by law have dogs in there, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, it, you know, you're out for a walk with your pooch, mm-hmm. you and the gal or maybe you, whatever, or you're by yourself sure. with the dog. You want to go have a cold one quick. Mm-hmm. So I think breweries have really attached themselves to everybody loves the dogs. dog lover. Why not? Right. But can they make money doing this? I'm going to even take it to the next step. Can oh, I are you going next, next level on yes. me? All right. This is why other countries hate America, <laughs> right? I mean, there is a guy living next to a cave. Sure. He's eating like the root of a plant sure. to get his sustenance. He's and going to the bathroom outside. He's going to the bathroom outside, but there's one computer in town and he goes over there and he hops on the internet and sees a story about people buying $6 beers for their dogs yeah. in America. And he thinks, why I could eat that myself Mm -hmm. don't feed the dog Mm -hmm. that i mean it is it's not what's wrong with america it's what's right with america but at some point in time does your dog need a beer come on but the rest of the world in that regard to Mm. answer to follow up on on your point the rest of the world's never going to catch up in that regard thank goodness There's there's always going to be the whatever percentage of the free world that's never gonna be free yeah, it's just that's just how the, that's just how it works. I bought some shoes today, some Pumas that had the United States flag on them, all over the place. Right, but I, I bought them and I sent them to my girlfriend. I said, "Hey, what do you think of these?" And she's like, "Oh my God, what what do you need? Is that what is that what you needed now? Puma shoes with the United States flag on them?" And I'm like, "It's part of my Fourth of July outfit. Like I have my hat and you're buying a Fourth of July outfit in October. Every year I buy one Fourth of July piece, and then my outfit's getting better and better as I get older because it's it. it's all Fourth of July. Well, you got to step up your game. Absolutely, each year, and that was my piece this year. But he, she made me, she shamed me a little bit because mm. I thought, 
I really didn't need those Fourth of July shoes, but they're super cool. I'll and this show is you America. This is America, yeah. and I can do it. But I think we have to draw a line somewhere. Okay. I don't know where it is, but you know, my dogs. I'm not buying them a six dollar beer at a brewery. I'm not doing it. How much do you think it is? How much do you think the beer is? Uh, you know what? There was a price on here. Let me see if I can find it. Well, so uh, the the three questions that were asked at the beginning of the of the article is it really for dogs? The answer to that is yes. Is it alcoholic? The answer to that is no. No. These well, are these course, are not yeah. alcoholic that, beers. That, that, that's, um, makes sense. Within weeks of their launch, all three flavors of their beer. <laughs> okay. IPA, lot in the yard, male. Mailman malt liquor. Nice. And session squirrel. Oh, that's all right. They could have come up with like a a beautiful bouquet butt barley wine. Got it. Yeah. Uh, They are available in 15 bars throughout the city, including Front Porch Pub and FM Kitchen and Bar for a recommended price. Oh, recommended price. Okay. Suggested retail. Suggested retail price of about $5 a can. And they're getting requests to ship cans across the country. Mm-hmm. So that's the part of me that thinks that this is brilliant. Because it's, it's if you're uh, Lakes and Legends who are coming up here sure. next, you yeah. know, on on the beer show, or if you're pick your pick your brewery, even if you're as large as like a Surly or whatever, you don't want to spend the money to make to make this stuff. But but maybe you you're gonna outsource that to the people in Houston. You know what I'd suggest. Instead of trying to make sours work, because really almost no sours are working, just drop your whole sour line and just make one dog beer line. Dog right? Beer. You're going to sell more dog beer than you are sours. But, and maybe this has taken place in the Twin Cities, but that's one of the first things I thought of was, I can't believe this hasn't happened here. I think it has. I, I mean, we are had, so progressive and I we are so smart I think we've had a couple of dog beers. Well, when Elevated comes on on the next section, uh, uh, okay, I'll make a note. They're gonna, yes, I'm going to make a note. I guarantee that. that. Yeah, that seems kind of fun. I, I like it. But that seems us, doesn't it? Sadly. Okay. It seems like Sorry, America. I interrupted your train No, no. It, it just seems like America. It seems like, yes, our dog needs beer. You know, I was in uh, one of those um, high-end coffee shops the other day, mm-hmm. right? And like a, not a big brand name one. This was like the high end in the neighborhood one. Quick trip. It, it, close to that. And I am a coffee drinker and I only drink coffee. And there was a girl in front of me who was digging through her like kind of street person wallet mm-hmm. to get the money out for $4.80 for her coffee. And I thought, what are you doing? It That's $4.80 for a cup of some special coffee because it had drizzled caramel down the side of it. Mm-hmm. And she was the kind of girl who... That was it. That, that's all she had. And I was like, do I just buy this for her? Does she, is there a lesson? Does she need a $4.80 coffee? Every, if you do that every day, that's an awful, like, am I just uh-huh. being prude? Am I getting no, too old? No, you're not. That's 250 not. bucks a month. I, I see things a- like that uh, weekly where, I'll, I'll put it this way. When, in a former life, when I would bartend, mm-hmm. um, in, in, in the place that I, I I've worked at all sorts of bars sure. through, through college Club, and, and even at bar bars. I've yeah. been a, I've worked at dive bars. I've worked at really high end places, mm-hmm. but I'll never forget a place that I worked at that was that was considered pretty high end. And you know these kids were coming in. I'm saying kids, they're people in their mid twenties, but just blowing but money. They're they're just racking up credit card mm-hmm. debt, and the, and the, I would always shake my head at the poor kid who's ordering eleven dollar. You know, Grey Goose, whatever, sure. 
And his card's getting declined. I'm oh. thinking, go home, son. Go home. Obviously, Buy a bottle of Grey Goose for 20 bucks and have 20 drinks of it at throw home. throw your own party. Yes. Go to Elevated, get a giant jug of Grey Goose vodka, and have your own party. Yeah, that's kind of sad. People, you know, you don't, here's a tip to people for financial freedom. You ready? Oh. If by the time you get your bill, the thing you put on your credit card is already gone. So, for example, you get a Grey Goose Martini, you drink it, you go into the bathroom, you pee it away. By the time that bill even gets to you, that item is gone, you probably shouldn't have put it on a credit card, right? I would agree with that. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, you can have that. America, I would agree you're with welcome. that. I would agree with that. <laughs> Uh, we do have a lot to get to here uh, on the beer show, including uh, our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine and Spirits. In the next segment, we are going to do the weekly beer run. And uh, if you want more information uh, on the dog beer story, by the way, shoot us an email. It's beer at 1500ESPN.com. It'll go to Mike Fratelloni and myself, Chris Reavers. We're going to step aside for just a quick moment, and we'll come back with our weekly beer run with our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine and Spirits. This is the beer show how to like beer you're tuned in to the beer show taste your beer letting it wash over each section of your tongue on 1500 espn the only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from let's make a beer run with the guys from elevated beer wine and spirits as 1500 espn's beer show now continues that's right. The weekly beer run is on tap right now here on Nicely 1500 done. ESPN online, 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, and it's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, folks. The best bottle shops in the Twin Cities in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Ryan is here this evening. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good. We're uh, right smack dab in the middle of fall season. And uh, what does that mean it for you guys? It feels like late fall, but yeah, yeah we're, yeah, we're kind of snowing today. sort of getting warmed up here. From a from a calendar perspective, right? Sure. So, yep. um, a lot of stuff going on. I mean, every week it seems like we're talking about some cool things that are going on at the at the shops. Uh, we had the the Dessa bottle signing. We had the tatter- how'd that go, by the way? That was pretty amazing. I yeah. mean, she has such a really. She, I mean, just a diverse and cool fan base sure. that that comes out and supports her. And uh, I mean, we had a hundred people wrapped around the store waiting in line wow. for her to, to come by and, and sign their whiskey bottles. That's really cool. That was that collaboration with Rock Filter Distilling, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. We had the collaboration with Tatters All yeah. for that for that barrel yeah. select yeah. rum that which that is, very, is exclusively available now. Yeah. exclusively at elevated exclusively, right? exclusively at elevated both stores you can get that the White Bear or the Minneapolis shop and uh, I don't know if Tom told you this but we just found out that we are going to be the official launch site for the state of Minnesota for Bourbon County Stout congratulations yeah. holy cow wow. super stoked about that so that's as most of the listeners know every Black Friday. That's when Bourbon County comes out, right? And people mm-hmm. line up for this one. Literally I mean, this is, line up for this that. This is one. the premiere. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the big dog of the year in terms of people, you know, just getting out there and making sure they get a bottle. And that's every Black Friday. It will be available at all stores. But what's really cool is that Elevated South Minneapolis has been selected as the official launch site for Goose Island. So there's gonna be a that's lot of really huge. cool stuff that's gonna be available. Yeah. Not just beer, but really cool swag for those that get in line early. Um, I, we'll go over some of these details throughout the course of the next sure, month as we or get so. closer. Yeah, yeah. that's really but cool. I just want to put that on people's radar that you know this is this is going to be a really cool thing to come out, check out. It's going to be worth your while to uh, to get there early. I have a question. So before we get to our guest, uh, and I know he's patiently waiting, uh, but was Bourbon County was that 
for me anyway, because it was it was my first kind of dip into the destination. I got to line up for that special release beer. Were, were they really one of the first ones that kind of popularized that trend? And Darkness Day, right? Yeah, so yeah. Dark- I feel like the the big three were always KBS, Darkness, and Goose Island, right? But Goose Island in their Bourbon County Stout has, I feel like, has been the premier even among those three. I mean, it's 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 just been one of those that people just don't pass up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's cool to see because yes, there was a point where you know the the scene was a little bit younger, and and maybe you could get Bourbon County, you know, for a few days after it was released. But now it's one of those beers where it's literally gone. If you're not out on Black Friday, you're probably not getting Bourbon County. It's a hard beer to drink. Is it just me who says that? So? Yes. Is yeah, it? it is I, honest, Scott, it is so <laughs> bourbony. You surely can't have more than one. Hug well, up your skirt, Fred. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this, you're talking about a fourteen percent. This year it'll be around fourteen percent ABV. So mm-hmm. you're not you're not trying to drink it. You're fast having four and, ounces. Or yeah, you're you're doing. You know, you're you're sharing. You know, they do sixteen point nine ounce bottles now. They don't do the twelve ounce anymore. So it's a perfect little split. If you sure. yeah, if you split a bottle with somebody, I feel like you're gonna nip at that for a while. Reavers, you know, I mean, it's just like it's it's one of those beers that you sit back and it's just uh, it's like a glass of whiskey. You know, you just kind of you kind of sip. What if you have about three of them before a football (laughs) game with a friend of yours? Uh, Let's not talk about the bachelor party. We had we had uh, taken (laughs) one out for Christmas and we were all standing around this island and we poured little shot glasses for a whole wide range of people who drank beer. And if you wanted to see some people think. What, have, what did you just serve me? I mean, it was like so far from what they were used to in beer mm-hmm. that it was incongruent to logic. Were these typical typical craft br- no, beer No, these were like people who drank white wine. Okay. So, I mean, this was like, and I said, hey, well, that's probably you want to taste sh- one of the, you know, premier beers of the year? And they were like, sure. And they tried it and they were like, oh, oh my God, what what yeah. have you done to me? Who punched me in the stomach? And I'm like, oh, it will you got to work your way up yeah, to that. Exactly. I feel like if you're, if you're into whiskey, I mean, you're probably going to love it. That's true. Right away. But um, yeah, it's not it's not for uh, entry level. No, that's that's true. Uh, so let's get to our featured guest this week. Uh, one of the cool things we do every week, ladies and gentlemen, with our friends from Elevated, is we highlight a cool and unique uh, craft brewery and one that's right here in our own backyard. Is this week? Yeah, and unique is the key word there. I mean, these guys are doing a lot to separate themselves from the rest of the the local scene here. We've got Derek from Lakes and Legends out of uh, we call it. Lowry Park? Yeah, Loring Park. Loring Park. Park. Downtown Minneapolis. First of all, welcome back, my man. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. We've been looking forward to this. It's been on the calendar since spring. All right. So you guys uh, have had the opportunity to try something that all three of you nerds are raving about. And I understand that the beer that I'm seeing right here in front of me is a gold medal winner. Yeah, we uh, got one heck of a surprise a couple weeks ago. We won a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival for our uh, Cucumber and Mint Saison, which is a seasonal beer we do every summer. Congratulations. uh, Thanks. Yeah, it's a a fun win. We're celebrating with the whole team. It's got... uh, uh, hundreds of pounds of Minnesota-grown cucumbers and a little bit of Minnesota-grown mint. And uh, we, we say it's a beer meets spa water. It's cucumber all day, and if you like cucumbers, this, this beer is for you for sure. So, Mike, describe it for the uh, listening audience. Honestly, Ryan, Ryan, when, when he says, so everybody knows that I have a taste, but I can't tell whether I'm eating chicken or spaghetti. I can't tell. Until someone says, oh, do you taste the cucumber? The moment he said that, I was like, oh, my God. It's super light. The finish is super soft. Yeah. It, there's no le- nothing's left on your tongue. It's super clean feeling. Yeah. It's a delicious, delicious beer. But Derek, I don't. How do you do? You send a six pack in and say, um, 
And what category was that judged in? How does that how does that whole process work? Yeah, it's because there's question. thousands it's, and thousands of beers, right? Yeah, I think there was just under nine thousand total beers entered, and something like twenty five hundred different breweries. But wow, uh, you, you submit that, uh, we submitted ours through uh, crawlers, the uh, you know the uh, twenty five ounce uh, aluminum cans essentially. But you throw in many many samples, and so they can divide that up between the judges. Mm-hmm. Um, this was for the field beer category. So and, and so, what is a field beer? Just a uh, beer that doesn't fall into any category, or kind of it's kind of like a catch-all, but okay. uh, you know, uh, beers with vegetables, coconut beers were in this category. Oh, so well, literally so. things that are grown in a field. Yeah, essentially, it, cool. you know, I'd say a lot of farmhouse sales could fall into that, okay. um, just given the the ingredients that they use. But corn the cob part, IPA. There you go. <laughs> Let's but, do so it. there was hundreds, maybe a thousand beers in this category. Uh, you know, I think there was um, hundreds of entries okay. for sure. Um, but but it was fun because at the last minute, uh, our brewer Jake actually changed the category that it was going into, and I think he he picked the right category for it. So mm-hmm. I'll say it was a yeah, it was a really nice surprise. We uh, a lot of us were trying to take the day off, and we got the phone call, and uh, we ended up putting in a full weekend celebrating. Celebrating and you know sharing uh, sharing the message on on social. Media. All right, I have a really odd question then. Yeah. When you get that phone call, obviously the word's going to get out, and it's going to get out pretty quick because those like us that follow the beer world closely that we're, we're staying on top of things like this. When that award goes out and people in the Twin Cities find out, oh my God, Lakes and Legends won this I gotta thing. get there. Do you literally get flooded with people then as soon as that happens? Yeah, our tap room was packed that day. Um, social media took off. I wasn't watching the live stream for the, the award show. And so the first thing I did was try to validate this this win, but it was so fresh and new. We found out within seconds of, of it happening, I couldn't find anything on a website. And, you know, my heart's racing. <laughs> oh, and sure cool. enough, it was Twitter. Uh, somebody on Twitter gave us a shout out and said, congrats for your gold medal hmm. but we didn't know which beer had won and oh so you're trying kidding to find, okay which one is it um so oh, cool. it, it's because that, is that what people win. are coming in and asking for i want the one that won and yeah. you're like i don't know right right is yeah. that basically how it happens yeah it can you know but okay. uh, we got behind it pretty quick and and shared the cool. win on social media and such but uh it was nice and then you know we took uh, home a blue ribbon as well from jason derusha and uh, minnesota monthly at the state fair we were one he of five sucks so. not kidding i <laughs> love derusha but it was He's you know awesome. he, he knows beer and food and so that was a big win for us as well. And so it was really nice to to have this uh, finish off a, okay. a great summer. I'm going to get nerdy here. You ready? What do you mean? Biz- yes. Business nerdy. You're putting this in crawlers because you only have it in the tap room. Correct. Yet you sell beer at Elevated Beer oh, Wine yeah. and Spirits. Yeah, they're one of our better accounts. My mind shows your can here. Can you put a, the gold medal a symbol on the can? Can you even, will they allow you to do that? I, w- I would say it's probably fair if we were to can that beer. Um, if you yeah. were to can the beer! <laughs> Reavers! Yes, Michael. It's like inviting, like, my God, you wait, of wait, course wait, can the beer! Yes. Along. You've got, you know, you've got a tap room exclusive, right? And you know the margins in the tap room. So are what? Hot. You can still have it in your tap room and then sell tons of it at Elevated. But what if you could only buy it in the tap room? I, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm I don't, with. I'm I, with. I'm with these. You guys. S- you spread it around every to everyone. I want drunk people walking down the road to trip on those empty cans all over America. <laughs> It'll be fun to watch. We've had a lot of people request uh, this in cans. So of we'll, course we'll they would. They want to take it home. It's a gold winning. <laughs> Forget it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shut my mic. You're going to sit now. I'm. He's really mad. Yeah, he is. I haven't seen him this mad ever. No, I really haven't either. You it's, might want to can that. Yeah, I think we we should look. No, at that. don't listen to him. Well, I'm not going to go to Lake and Legends. <laughs> I'm I'm going to get it at Elevated so I can sit on on my deck or my hot tub. Um, 
But but Mike, the, the, I guess I kind of agree with Mike to a certain extent. Do you then have to change and alter course where you may have planned from the get go and the onset of this beer that it was just going to be a summer seasonal or or what have you name name of the time of the year to all of a sudden you have to say holy crap we better keep making this I mean what's the, what's the line that you have to walk there Yeah, it's a it's a good point. You know, we're looking at 2019 right now as a whole, um, our entire business, and there's a plan that we're putting in place. And so I'd say if this were to be something we look at, you start talking about it sooner than later and make sure that uh, you know the whole team is aligned with it from um, Hohenstein's our distribution partner and, and everyone else involved. So, but couldn't you uh, say to Hohenstein's? Couldn't you say, hey, by the way, this beer won the gold medal. Out of 9,000 beers. I know other beers won, right? If if your distributor doesn't get that that beer has some legs, get a different distributor. Well, they're some of the biggest fans of the beer, so they're... Uh, they're probably wanting they're for probably, They might be saying to you, could you please package this Absolutely, beer? Okay, yeah. good. At least but, someone's uh, got it. You know, it. that's how we look at it as we're looking at our lineup for next year. Um you know, you start planning right now for that, for sure. So how quick can you turn that around? By the way, Lakes and Legends is the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine and Spirits. Two tastings this weekend, Friday from 5 to 7 at the Minneapolis location, Saturday 3 to 5 at the White Bear Lake location. You can find out more information at elevatedbws.com. How do you, so when you're when you're planning that, is it something as simple as, we just won the gold medal, forgive me, whenever, whenever that was nominated to, we have to wait a certain amount of time because we're already in production with certain other beers, or how quickly can that be turned around? You know, in theory, it could be turned around pretty quickly. Um, we still have some of the beer um, on site that we're serving at our, our, our tap room. Um, we'd want to, to brew a, another batch of it. The challenge with this beer is um, we stand behind our Minnesota-grown ingredients. Sure. And so for us to do it the way we did it this last round, we have to wait for cucumbers to be in season Okay. because um, we get those and we put them into the beer fresh. Don't so. you have somebody with like a garden? Because my neighbors all Hydro- have this Oh, yeah. We got Start the garden. garden guy right here. How do we, yeah, how do we make this Yeah, let's build some indoor cucumber. No, you know what he's going to do? Oh, cucumber seeds just went up. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We're raising yeah. those prices. You were no, going to ask a question. I, no, I was trying to look oh. at other gold medal winning beers. Oh, my God. On there, because there's some amazing beers on here. I'm not going to read any of them. What's the name? I, I missed the name. I'm sorry. What's uh, the name? Cool of the- for the summer. Cool for the summer. It's yeah. a you cute- get that at the tap room right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's running out, so um, you know, get there, get there soon. But uh, it's one of far- five farm series beers that we have on. This is our favorite time of the year to brew beer because we can get so much great local produce from from local farmers and so five beers on sure right harvest now, season feature, yeah yep cool. feature locally grown ingredients was that really a mission that you guys had set out on initially that you wanted to really concentrate on that part yeah you know half the acreage in the state here is farmland and we have uh, farms in our family background there's still family farms operating right now in the state um that we're involved in and so we knew that we could get a wide variety of locally grown ingredients um and so we really want that to kind of speak to the the region through our beer and so it's uh, one of our big focuses and and so with that we're we're always talking hops too right and you yep. mentioned that you guys had recently gone and done a hop selection was yeah. it with the mighty axe guys yes. yep yeah. so our, our brewers uh, christian and jake went up to mighty axe on tuesday for the annual um, hop selection and so we selected our hops for uh, our next contract with them uh, yeah. So, so how does that work? I mean, are you when you're going up there? Is, it's Ham Lake. Is that where uh, Foley now? It's so in Foley. They, yeah, okay. So they've got a, a much larger operation up there in Foley. Cool. Yeah. And and so you're selecting for for 
a specific beer or are you just looking to, you know, uh, just kind of have some supply year round or is it for a fresh hop beer? Like what are you selecting these hops for? What type of application? Yeah, kind of all of the above. We had already gone up and selected our, our fresh hop, um, you know, beer choices. And so we have a beer on right now called Centennial Harvest Ale, and that's a wet hopped or fresh hopped um, uh, Harvest Ale, as we called it. Um, but uh, when the guys went up there on Tuesday, that's more for um, core flagship beers and to have some fun with beers in the future. But you're looking at um, different samples across the board, even within the same uh, hop strains and, and finding ones that really pop or, or kind of catch your nose more than others. So does it get competitive? I mean, you have other local breweries up there at selection time. You guys are all kind of taking a look and, and maybe uh, bidding on these? Or how does how does that process work? Um, yeah, you know, there's other breweries up there looking at them, but... Um, you know the the competition we always says isn't our our local Minnesota craft brewers. It's it's the big beer brands out there. That's who we're really looking at as competition. So, but as it, sellers, don't don't the Minnesota grown companies and Minnesota farmers aren't they looking at the Minnesota companies then to do business with? As or are they just trying to survive and make the big dollar? You know, I'd say you know Mighty Axe their their business is growing um, quite well. It seems with with Minnesota breweries. Um, you know, we've been keeping our eye on them for some time and been meeting with uh, Eric and Ben. Uh, for a couple of years now, and it's fun to see just how many different uh, breweries are starting to use yeah. uh, their hops. Uh, so it's uh, it, it's nice. They got a lot of acres up there, 80 acres right now. I think they can expand to 120 um, by adding another 40. And um, it's my understanding they have plenty of hops to go around. So cool. it's nice to see other other breweries get behind you know what they're doing. So Ryan, I have a question for you. As he was laying out this gold medal, gold medal winning beer, excuse me, I, the the thought had occurred to me. We've seen so many different styles of beer from so many different breweries, you know, that have been on this show and some that have not. But I can't remember another brewery going with cucumber, and yet cucumber's kind of Minnesota's pickle. You know, I mean, that's right. it's, it's that's our thing. You know, <laughs> I've, I think I've only seen one other cucumber beer, and I, I believe it was a cucumber sour. And I, I, oh, I forgot, I forgot who makes that, but it doesn't matter. The point is, like, cucumbers work, right? We we mm. we we realized that tonight. It's not beer. overdone in the beer by any means. No. It's, it doesn't it's taste a like a it's cucumber. Like a you just have a yeah. after, not even an after. You have a front tongue taste of cucumber, and then it's gone. Yeah. Is that logical? Am I yeah, right about that's, that? That's what we go for. You know, in everything that we brew is we want to highlight certain ingredients, but we want it to to yet be very approachable and drinkable. Um, because at the end of the day, it should be something people enjoy um, mm-hmm. versus a novelty of you yeah. Know, this is not a stunt beer. So. This is this definitely doesn't taste that's stunt good to hear. flavor. That's what we go for. Yeah. You know, every time. Good. So let's hear about, we've, we've kind of solely focused on this one beer, but I want to hear about the rest of your guys' portfolio at Lakes and Legends Brewing Company. Oh boy, well, you know, one of the big things we've done the last year is switch to 12-ounce aluminum cans. Uh, that's been great for our business. Um, we've seen um, sales do really great things through that. Um, you know, our top-selling beer uh, right now is our St. Gale. It's a raspberry honey ale brewed with uh, 1,200 pounds of honey per 30-barrel batch and Holy cow. 400 pounds of raspberries. Um, yeah, that one's just, you know, we, we brewed that originally when we opened almost three years ago, we wanted something very approachable, uh, for the non beer fans. And we've always said when people come to us and say, Oh, we don't like beer. Well, slow down. Maybe you just haven't found the beer, um, that's for you yet. Mm-hmm. And, and St. Gale was created with that in mind. And it's um, red, right? And it's red. Yeah. It's got a really nice sharp color to it. It stands out, but it's been our top seller in the tap room since we opened. Um, and it actually wasn't until now Ryan's pouring our, our new Amber Ale. That's uh that's taken the lead. That's a great seasonal 
uh, beer that we just released. It's it's called our Two Ravens Amber Ale that's brewed with Minnesota-grown grains and hops. And I think it's a combo of being uh, just a fantastic beer. It's actually the uh, the first beer our, our new head brewer, um, Christian Breitbrauch, uh, came out with. Uh, but I think it's a great beer, and it's just very season seasonally uh, timed. It's it's kind of a, a big roasty amber ale. Um, so that's a that's a highlight for us right now as well. You so just an, you oh, just oh, go ahead, Michael. So no, just an amber ale. So uh, you're, it's only going to be seasonal because you just can't get the stuff. Or I'm always perplexed, and if it's jumping off in your in your tap room and it's number one. Would you try to, if you had access to the resources, could you just try to have it year-round, or would that be something you want to do? This is one that we're exploring and keeping around as well. Okay. Um, you know, the challenge with that, and it's something that being as small as we are, we can adapt, is, uh, you know, there's already um, beer in, in the fermenters. We've got six fermenters, mm-hmm. and so there's a plan, call it till the end of December right now, okay. um, that, that'll be in production. But uh, we can certainly pivot and, and keep this one around. It's been really well-received. Um, you know, and I think an amber ale is a style that um, sure there's a, it can be a seasonal approach to it, but it can be year round beer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just need to factor in, you know, the other flagships and everything else you're brewing. So, Ryan, let me ask you a question as a guy that has uh, lakes and legends uh, on your shelves. What really stands out for you when, when you uh, as a fan of beer, but yeah. also as a guy that's trying to to push this beer out your doors? Well, you know, what what separated Lakes and Legends early, and we were talking about this in the, in the green room, Derek, was just that that Belgian kind of farmhouse approach to to what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. And, and just kind of keeping that the, the vein through most of your styles and, and there's that's that's still happening. But what's really cool now is to see you guys pivot into, you know, well, and I think you were doing this before, but really kind of putting on display the fact that you guys are all locally sourced, you know, ingredients and, and all, you know, Minnesota uh uh, raw raw material for your beers so i think that's i mean that's a really cool thing to to have to, to say about your company and and not something that not a lot of people are doing yeah um the new uh the new kind of tagline is uh, i'm sorry what was it again yeah a, um of the north of is, the north we launched that with our cans and that's um it's really an extension of our, our namesake lakes and legends and when we came up with the name um we really wanted to find another way to say minnesota um and that was a, a really fun process and and you know challenged us in a lot of ways but lakes and legends to us is our geography in in the lakes that's kind of the easy one but legends are really the the people who live here and the stories that we we share and pass down that's what inspired the name adding uh, of the north is just an extension of that and so it's lakes and legends of the north um so we're really leaning into that messaging. It's on our packaging um, and really inspires everything we do from the tap room and future beers that we that we brew. Are you guys good on time? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, wanna, I want you guys to stick around because I have a, f- a few more questions that you just made me think of, but it's kind of more of a broader, uh, broader sure. question that I want to kind of dive into uh, with a couple of experts here uh, as it results or as it relates, excuse me, to the beer community. Uh, Lakes and Legends Brewing Company is the guest here. They will be uh, the featured tasting this weekend at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits this Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Minneapolis location at Hiawatha and 42nd, and Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. up in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in down downtown White Bear Lake. Ryan is here in studio representing Elevated, and you can find out more information at elevatedbws.com. Do not touch that radio dial. We'll be right back. This is the Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. Hello again. I can get you buzzed. 
can get you smiling. You're tuned in to the beer show. Yeah, I can fix some drinks. On 1500 ESPN. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, and it's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Uh, we'll have a little bit of an extension of the weekly beer run because both Mike and I have some uh, kind of out-of-the-box questions as it relates to the beer industry. First thing I want to get to, uh, Derek, you were mentioning uh, that the gold medal winning beer, the the cucumber and mint creation that you guys came up with, I, f- I already forgot the name. Please give it to me again. Yeah, Cool for the Summer. Cool for the Summer from Lakes and Legends. It won the gold medal uh, not that long ago. But you were mentioning the crawler, and I have a question about the crawler, because for me, I think it's 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 a very cool, shareable, fun way to buy and to <laughs> shareable my butt. Well, you, okay, <laughs> not for me. But I I don't see it as much as I think I should. So I, I I'm curious is it, is it is it a packaging price issue? Is it not as much in demand as I think it should be? Why why is that? Why am I not seeing as much as I I think I should be seeing it? Well, you know it's it's interesting. We added the crawler. Um, we got our crawler machine um, last winter, and I think we finally started selling these late spring because it's roughly two beers, correct? Exactly. Okay. And so it's about twenty five ounces. Um, you know, and so we can legally sell these out of the tap room um, through our off. Um, off-sale license. You know, we, we got these because it's another option for our consumer. And so we're really looking at, let's give our consumer as many options as we can uh, to purchase our beer. Um, and so when we added these, we weren't sure we were going to keep uh, growlers with a G around. We thought that these would just totally cannibalize our, our glass off-sale business. Is that a bad thing if that were to happen? Um, no, as long as I think as, you know stale, sales keep growing and, and people um, are purchasing the beer, that's, you know, of course, one what we're looking at but that hasn't happened um, we just ordered more growlers um, you know our crawler sales are, are good but what we're seeing is it's about a 50 50 split of people who prefer the 64 ounce glass jug to the you know roughly 25 ounce uh, can um, the cans a little bit more um, mobile you know it's beach friendly pool friendly boat friendly it also stays longer than the growler will you know and in, in our brewers um, they don't disagree with that but the crawler still should be consumed um, relatively soon oh you know, really we purge it with co2 we fill it with beer we we treat the beer as carefully as we can but it's a stretch from say a, a canning line to where the beer is uh, best placed into a container but you can open it on a Monday night and finish it on a Monday night. Right. You can't do that with a growler. You know, if you're by Want yourself, well, very few people <laughs> want to jam through a growler by themselves yeah. on a Monday night, right? That's but true. if you're sitting at home, it's two beers. You're not getting hammered. You're just enjoying two beers. And yeah. then you're not, nothing's worse than opening, opening up a growler and having that feeling of, oh, I got to, I got to crank through this thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't want it to go bad. You feel like, it, you know, wasted beer is a travesty. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, it makes Thanks sense for the, the tap room, of course, but. For a lot of smaller breweries, too, it's just been a nice way for them to kind of, you know, have some distribution on their beer without yeah. a huge investment. Um, I don't know if your system is this, the same that was designed by Oscar Blues, but it seemed like they kind of, you know, got that that wave started. And, um, you know, just it, it, it feels like a lot of people have kind of just rolled with it. Yeah. And consumers are, are more and more just open to the idea of crawlers. I feel like they, they've, they've kind of taken on like a little bit of a... Uh, a mystique like it's just like you know if you get your beer in a crawler it's 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 more important in some way mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but like there's something that's going on right now with crawlers too where you know it's just kind of that that uh hard you get. sell crawler sized beers yeah yeah i mean yeah. you sell a lot of them yeah right? we do of course and you know i mean 
Maybe uh, it's seven, an easier a way to try it. Too. Milliliter bottle is not that different from right. from what what you guys are doing here with a crawler, but um, you put things in cans for some reason right now, and it's like consumers love it. Uh, you, I mean, Derek, you were talking about it. It's like you guys were in bottles when you first started yeah. in the off premise world when you were at our shop and, and shops around the Twin Cities. But then once you went into twelve ounce, is it twelve ounce cans or you guys yeah, do twelve yeah, ounce twelve, six ounce, packs, 12 yeah. ounce six packs? It just you you said you went fivefold on yeah. your on your flagship. I yeah. mean that's that's what's happening right now is that just a, you know cans whether they're crawlers or or sixteen ounce tall boys or or twelve ounce uh, six packs. It it doesn't matter. People want canned beer again, which is crazy. Lakes and Legends, the guest here, courtesy of Elevated Beer at Wine and Spirits, two tastings Friday from five to seven in Minneapolis and Saturday from three to five in White Bear Lake. Michael, you brought up something interesting off the air. And I want to bring that conversation on the air. Um, you, your your question was about. Let me how, give you a. Let me give you. you let, let me lay this out. Sure. What do Marilyn Manson, George Clooney, <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds, um, George Strait, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Bob Dylan? What do they all have in common? Oh, pick me, pick me, uh, pick me, Chris. Uh, they all slept with Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> if they could be so lucky. Sure. Um, they all are owners. Of brands of booze, and I wanted to know from Ryan if I mean is Heaven's Door whiskey from Bob Dylan? Is that? And I know Bob Dylan didn't make that whiskey, although I heard I, from what I understand he helped in the development of that whiskey. Um, are you selling George Strait's? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know tequila. I mean, are, are these brands? Here's what my concept is: is you had celebrity chefs, right? Really make it. The restaurant started to make it, mm-hmm. and then you had celebrity brewers. Right, but they were still brewers, and the chefs were still chefs. But stars are stars, and people like stars. They do. So when George Clooney comes out with a tequila, people say, "I'm going to pay attention to that tequila," and it's unbelievably powerful branding. Has it shown up, or are these some of these brands are so expensive and so high level that might not even you might not want to have a five hundred dollar bottle of tequila on yeah. your sales floor? I don't know. Well, we had I think we had fifty cents vodka at one point. Are, are you joking? No, it's effing right. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, no. I'm just kidding. Like, I, we okay. don't, honestly, we. we yeah, I think that's I like, what it's called. Oh my god, I want some of that right now. We don't, we don't carry a lot of the. I mean, we had Dessa's whiskey, of yeah, course, which was which was amazing, and uh, it, it was very hard to get, but um, it was an incredible whiskey too. And and you know, some of that some of that stuff, yes, we'll carry. Um, I, I mean, mean Dave, Dave nine oh one tequila by Justin Timberlake. Sure. See, Dave Matthews has his uh, his wine dreaming tree, and um, it's like. You know, there's a lot of that going on. Um, okay, so you don't think it's as big of a push as, as I as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I think it's been going on for a while. I think it works. Um, Danny DeVito Lemoncello. So <laughs> that's what I want. I'm not kidding. There it is. That's Premium brand, Danny DeVito's. Okay, maybe it's jumped the shark. Right, Ron Jeremy. No. Ron De Jeremy. No. There it is. There you go. Ron Jeremy has his own booze. Okay. By the way, I, I just was right. answered my own question. Fifty cents vodka was called Effen. E F F E N vodka. Oh, I've had Effen vodka. I've had that. So you must have yeah. just been. I don't know. Although uh, I, I think I'm. I may have been given a bottle of it at some point because my wife. That's the only thing my wife drinks sure. is vodka. Um, and, well, you know, no, like no, twice re- a year. Restate that. Yeah, she drinks everything else. But if she were to have something with booze, it would be vodka. Right. Okay. Um, but <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> she's um, a nurse, and they <laughs> and they they, uh, they gave it was like a black cherry style. Yeah. It was actually it was it was pretty good. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't yeah, awful. They do a good job with that one. Um, I don't. What, what, he he what makes that in vitamin water. I think it wasn't that his thing. I think yeah, he with that too. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, okay, so I, I'm I'm sorry, I interrupted your train of thought. Oh, but but, but the Clooney thing. 
Um, because I remember in a, in a in a previous show that I did with Rookie on the station, we interviewed the guys from Casamigos Tequila. And I remember the story, and I'm going to paraphrase, but the, the story was whatever island that George owned in, in Mexico or whatever region his his estate was at, he couldn't get this certain type of tequila that he really coveted, him and his really good friend. So he just said, screw it. I'm going to start my own tequila company and put my name on it because I'm George bleeping Clooney. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it became super successful. And But here's the thing, Michael, I, I will say. If it's not good, it's not going to matter whose name's on it. I know I, George I don't think. Clooney could get up to two hundred thirty-three million from the Casamigo tequila sale. That's he's going to make two hundred thirty-three million. You know how many movies? He, you know how many movies he has to do to make two hundred thirty-three million? If he's making twenty-three million bucks a movie, that's ten movies. But he doesn't need the money. That's like ten I, years worth of movies. It's ten years worth of work for him by developing this brand. I mean, it is. It is. I envision a day where this is going to become much more prominent and celebrity chefs are going to start coming out with their own booze. Okay, Why so the question they? is when do you guys collaborate locally? <laughs> yeah, we don't, I think. I, I will put my $2 in. If Here's how I collaborate. $1.50, I go to Lakes and Legends. There you go. <laughs> there That's you my go. collaboration right there. And you scream at the guy for not packaging the gold medal winner more often. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. That's your <laughs> that job. That was me. That's You're the complaint up. department. I almost blew up. Uh, so, well, that... You you do wonder though because so much of that stuff is cyclical because yeah it might have a certain actor uh, music, musical art right. whoever's name attached to it but again if it's not any good I mean, yeah somebody might buy it once for the novelty aspect of it but it's it, it can't sustain like Iron Maiden beer who made that Iron Maiden beer that was real popular yeah, that too was, um, God why am I drawing a blank on that right now so but Derek yeah, would you ever envision doing this with a local celebrity like Chris Rivers? And putting on, no. you could call it no. uh, Eau de Rivers. No, but it would make sense for them to pick somebody that would that that actually has that in their background that 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 can brew that has some name recognition. Yeah. So who would it be? Who would would would, would you ever entertain that? Uh, Let absolutely. a celebrity yeah, brewer we, come in as we're putting you on the spot of, on live yeah, radio. Yeah, man, who would that be? <laughs> we, you know, we've partnered with um, with other brands, local companies um, before State Fair beer that Blue Ribbon winner was with the Minneapolis Pie Company. Uh, now they produce a, a product and we use their fruit and spices to put into our beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's all kinds of opportunities. There's a lot of people in the state we could partner with. And a lot of people that just kind of want to give it a whirl. Yeah. Don't you think that that, that don't have either whether, whether it's the equipment or that, you know, whatever that possess the know-how, but they can partner with someone that has an established brewery and a, and a good company like you guys. It's and, cool yeah. that a pie company does it too. You know, a pie company is not afraid of partnering with a brewery yeah you know and and what uh you were saying the n- n- good uh, oh, pearson's pearson's, yeah. pearson's went ahead and said let's do yeah. a nut goody beer it's like you know well, what the, the biggest fr- the the franchise that has sort of done all sectors of beer wine and spirits at this point is game of thrones they oh, they yeah. have done the beer they've done wine i mean they're doing 50 dollars bottles a cab people are buying it it's really game of thrones i mean it's it's unbelievable yeah. and now this year you'll doesn't see, mean it's a bad cab but it's fifty dollars. But it's, it's like it's kind of gimmicky, right? It's sure. Game of Thrones. I mean, people are buying it to drink it while they watch the show. Game of Thrones. But this year, and I think it's going to be soon. We're going to be getting Johnny Walker White Walker whiskey, oh. which kind of was supposed to happen, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, so they've hit they've hit wine, beer, and spirits. It's pretty. But amazing. is that something that's always been around? I mean, we're not all that familiar with it because we haven't been drinking 
for 50 years. But you know what I'm saying? I don't, so, no, it has not been around. You don't think so? No, I mean, I think there was highly one-off things. Like you said, Sinatra had a, a booze label a long, yeah. long time ago. But I don't think this was around. I think right now people are saying, oh, if I can give some franchise or some star 7% of this and throw his name on this and I sell 18 times more, it's worth it to me. And I think that's a pretty smart business. But, okay, so the Twins moved here in 1961, and mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons they moved here was, is it because of Pabst? Oh, Royce, he's going to yell at me. But 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 that particular beer company, mm-hmm. because they were in town, they're they're the reason the twins came here because they were the they were the beer that you know was their sponsor that got them to town. Well, yeah, essentially, okay. yeah. All right, was it Schmidt? Whatever, it sure. doesn't matter. So what? it's probably like less intentional in terms of like you know reaching the consumer. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it used to be more just association or placement, uh, like like Rolling Rock with Deer Hunter or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It just like blows up because the people see it, but. I, I think it's just it's, it's more deliberate now. Like people are seeking these opportunities out, and franchises are are capitalizing. And we know that out. it's more deliberate when Bethany Frankel from Real Housewives of New York developed Skinny Girl, and Skinny Girl went on to make her the richest woman that's ever been on the that franchise. Mm-hmm. Which some of those women are incredibly rich. Yeah, right? she went from like the the the, 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 poor, the girl, poor girl, yeah, only being a multimillionaire to. She might be the first billionaire right. from that franchise. Those which shows is, make my skin crawl. Every <laughs> second of those shows make you my know, skin she crawl. Found, she did something very smart. She found a niche that no one cared about, and she said, you know what? I'm going to make a diet booze. And she did it. And people said, oh, I want to drink diet booze because that's what I'm searching for. Because <laughs> I'm getting right? hammered and I don't want to get Well, she, she made her booze clear because uh, women don't want to drink booze that has color in it because they don't want to discolor their teeth. Except for what red wine drinkers, of course, and she made her booze lighterish, right? Am I wrong yeah. about that? I don't. Do you sell Skinny Girl vodka? Yeah, and, we still do. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the pull it used to, but you know, she doesn't care anymore. I think, she, she, I think yeah. I mean, she's sold, sold it, right? It. So, yeah, I mean, she's she's an ambassador, and I'm sure she gets residuals, but. Hey, it's pretty amazing. Good for her. Uh, all right, we have two minutes to go here, and we've been neglecting Derek this segment, so I apologize <laughs> for that. But Derek, uh, people want to find out more information about you guys at Lakes and Legends, your taproom hours, where they can locate your beer, and more information about the gold medal winning beer uh, that's only available at the taproom for just a little bit of time here. Where can they find that information, sir? Uh, best place is lakesandlegends.com, our Facebook event page. Um, our Facebook page has all the event pages as well. We're coming up into a very busy season, our busiest uh, season of the year kicks off this Sunday with a, a Minneapolis vintage uh, craft market. So all things vintage inspired. And then December, I think we have seven cool. different maker maker marks. So I can't believe it, man, but three years. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good time. So thanks for having us. You got it. Absolutely. And uh, two tastings this weekend, Friday at the Minneapolis location from five to 7 PM Saturday in Wiper Lake from three to 5 PM lakes and legends, the featured beer this week. Yeah. Thanks. You made it easy on me, Chris. Thank you. Because I forget sometimes, you know, especially this late in the show. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to twist Derek's arm and and ask him to maybe bring a crawler. Oh, my. Of this gold medal winning beer. Cool for the summer to the tastings. Done. And, you know, that'll be to sample only, of course. But, you know, it's a reason to come out and check out these tastings. A lot of reasons to come. Of course, we've got, you know, some incredible selection, all the Lakes and Legends lineup. And a free tasting, but now you might just be able to try. Awesome. You Thanks, buddy. First. Yeah, thank Talk you. to you again ne- uh, next week. Michael, you're the best. You are the best, Reavers. Uh, if you missed any portion of this award-winning program, you can always check out the podcast, and you can find that online at 1500ESPN.com. We are also available on Podcast One. We are here every single Thursday night at 6 o'clock. 
barring, of course, Major League Baseball's postseason next week. But we will stay tuned. And uh, like I said, if you missed any portion, check out the podcast online at 1500ESPN.com. For Mike Fredoloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night, live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. This is The Beer Show. Cheers.